Hello and welcome to the Managing Uncertainty Podcast. This is Brian Strauser, Principal and Chief Executive here at BrightPath. And in this episode 154, we're going to talk about working with BrightPath. Who are our clients and what are they looking for when they come to see us? And how do we find that ideal client? And by that, I mean like where is their good fit between our organization and what a client needs and wants to work together? Um, I think it's important to start with just who we position ourselves as. Here at BrightPath, um, we talk about how we work with the world's leading brands to strategically manage uncertainty and disruption. And that as an organization, we are resiliency experts. We specialize in crisis management, business continuity, and crisis communications. We have decades of experience working with these large leading brand organizations, public sector agencies, government agencies, and nonprofit organizations. And our role with them is to help them strategically navigate uncertainty and disruption, primarily in those three areas of business continuity, crisis management, and crisis communications. And we're often doing this at a very senior level in the organization. We're working with the board or a committee of the board. We're working with executives and C-suite teams. And we're working with functional leaders and, and key stakeholders and experts inside and outside of the organization. I could simplify that and say we work with large, complex organizations that are facing difficult and often un, really intractable challenges. It's really hard stuff. Our clients all come with unique needs in these areas. They bring not only the challenges that they're faced with as an organization, but they're bringing their own culture to the table and their own unique culture in a lot of ways. So a lot of how we think about the start of a consulting engagement is that we spend some time in discovery seeking to understand how that organization works. What are the written and unwritten rules of their culture? And what are the other unique characteristics? And this allows us to take our experience and expertise and our methodology that we've spent a decade building and, and use that to craft the most effective solution that's going to bring success to their program and help their organization thrive in the face of uncertainty and adversity. We can't just take a boilerplate solution and apply that to an organization. For example, <clears throat> I cut my teeth on crisis management at a large Fortune 30 organization. I had a crisis team, um, crisis business continuity, uh, communications, and intelligence of 50 people spread between two countries in the U.S. and in uh, Bangalore, India, and two operations centers to support the things that they did. But it was a $75 billion corporation. If you're a $4 billion technology company specializing in healthcare tech, you're not going to have 50 people work on crisis management full-time. So we need to apply the right solution that fits how your organization works, how they make decisions, how, what, what your culture is like, and then craft the most effective solution to fit that. And every industry also has its own set of challenges, risks, and threats. And we have pretty deep experience in a number of industries, uh, different uh, global geographies and, and the intersections between industry, uh, geography, and the challenges that you're faced with. Now, how would I describe the ideal client? And I think the, these are important things to think about as you consider working with a consultant or a consultancy like BrightPath. The first is our, our ideal client is not a small organization. It's a mid to large complex organization. 
and you have a strong internal commitment to rapidly establishing or maturing your crisis management, business continuity, and crisis communications capabilities. The things that we do are not for the meek, so to speak. Um, establishing a program in your organization, whether you're going to run it or you're going to build internal capability to run it, or you're going to hand it over to us or another company from a managed service perspective, the things that we do, the things that any consultant, good consultant company is going to do, will push you. And so you want to be committed to this. The second is that you're willing to allow our team unfettered access to the organization. I don't mean that we would run around in secret, but I we want to be able to see quickly existing documentation. We want to talk with stakeholders and executives and, if appropriate, members of your board because I want to diagnose the current state of resiliency across your organization and then suggest the best solutions that can lead to real change. The best companies are willing to let us accurately diagnose the challenges that you're facing and then suggest the best solutions that can lead to real change in your organization while minimizing disruption from that change as much as possible. We often say that we will not work on the prescription unless we've done the diagnosis. And by that, I mean, it, a lot of clients will come to us and say, I need to do X. And we'll start with, uh, you know, we'll start asking some questions about the why. Why do you feel like you need to do that? Why is that the right answer? How have you come to this conclusion? And often we find that that may not be the right solution because there wasn't really a diagnosis. And so we really want to look at how do we diagnose the challenges you're faced with? And then we can talk about what are the right solutions to address those challenges. The most successful companies that we work with are those who are willing to be strongly engaged from the very beginning, that you're willing to put the time in to listen, to read with intense focus, and then jumping into action as we suggest and help to implement change. Clients who are willingly or are willing rather to strongly advocate for what needs to be done internally have the best success rate in our engagements. It's the clients who don't want to be engaged, who can't quickly iterate, who won't read the detail that struggle as we work through an engagement with them. And then lastly, you're coming to us or another consulting firm because you are open to a different perspective, um, that you're willing to listen to the advice of experienced, deep subject matter experts like our team, and then allow that perspective to be presented directly to your executives and your stakeholders by our team. Even with our highly engaged clients, there was no, there is no one who knows our work, our methodology, our background and experience and the situations that we've seen across dozens of clients as we do. And we see the best success when we're able to present the solutions, the work that we have done and be able to answer the questions, particularly the contextual questions that come from a leadership. A good example of this, a few months ago, we were presenting kind of a mid-engagement update, I would say, to the executive team of one of the largest nonprofits in the United States. We had been working for well over a year to implement a business continuity and crisis management program, and we were towards the really the peak midpoint of this engagement. We were about to train the crisis management team. We were then going to conduct a crisis exercise with them to build muscle memory. 
and we had already rolled out business continuity plans and a lot of other programmatic elements in the organization, and they were doing great. <clears throat> we were in the executive conversation, and uh, the CEO uh, at the end of the presentation uh, had one question, and his question was, you know, Brian, do you, you know, when you think of our organization as a nonprofit, even though we're a large complex nonprofit, do you think of us as any different than say a for-profit company that does similar work that we do? Um, he goes, because I'm often challenged uh, around the differences and I was curious what you thought. And I said, you know, it's a, it's a great question. I don't think you're any different. Um, you're just as complicated. You have just as many employees. You have just as much money and resources. You spend more on your mission than perhaps a for-profit company might, but that doesn't really impact you from a continuity or crisis perspective. I said, I see bigger differences between regulated and non-regulated industries. I said, but otherwise, your challenges as a nonprofit organization are not radically different than a for-profit organization in your general sector of work that you do. And he, what I didn't know is that prior to us joining the executive meeting that day, they had just had a, a pretty roiling debate around that very topic, not related to business kind of crisis management, but about the difference between their organization and a for-profit organization. And he was really driving a lot of change. I, um, I tell you that story because I think it's illustrative of when we can present the work based on our experience, we're able to weigh in on that strategic conversation in that way. Whereas <clears throat> a, if our work was being represented in that discussion by the internal team, I don't know they would have been able to, to answer some of those questions to the executive's satisfaction. So that's a little bit about working with us, uh, how we would think about working with you or with another client. Um, again, the best clients, <clears throat> the companies that do the most, have the most success coming out of these kind of engagements are those who are really committed to rapidly establishing and maturing their program. They're willing to allow teams like ours uh, open access to documentation, to executives, to shareholder or stakeholders rather, to diagnose the state of resiliency and suggest the best solutions that can lead to real change and that you're willing to be strongly engaged from the very beginning, listening and reading with focus and jumping into action as we suggest changes. That's it for this edition of the Managing Uncertainty podcast. We'll be back next week with another new episode. Be well.